This is We're Gonna Beat. It is Friday, October 23rd, 2020. I'm Kevin Cooney, along with Mike Kern. Glad you could join us. Give me what you can. The day after whatever that was last night at Lincoln Financial Field, it turned into an Eagles win, 22-21. Um, game tape should have been burned forever. Uh, but that's the NFC East this year. And... Um, We'll talk about the Eagles a little bit. We'll get into our football picks as we hit week seven of the NFL, week eight of college football. The Big Ten is back. And then uh, later in the show, we'll talk about the NBA, which apparently, according to the Shams, has set a return date um, for when they hope to play and what kind of a season they would have in 2020, 2021. Hello, Michael. How are you? Yep. Um, first of all, the obvious question from last night. Was it the debate or the Eagles you watched more? I don't watch the debate. Okay. Because there's nothing to learn from the debate. Okay. And anybody that thinks there is, they're just fooling themselves. Okay. If you don't know by now, like, what you think of those two men running for the president, see, then I, I don't know what to tell you. If you, if you, this is what I don't understand about some of this. If you, if you, if you're, it's 11 days out to the election, you don't know who you're voting for. Either way, you know, either Well, and either especially way. when you consider how many people have already voted. I mean, you know, you're talking 50 million people have already voted yeah. here. But, I mean, it's such a stark mm-hmm. difference, you know. And I'm, it is. You know, and, and I don't see what anything that Joe Biden or Donald Trump is going to swing you at right? this point. Right. Yeah, except that, you know, Donald obviously went a little less offensive because that's what his advisors told him to do. And, um, you know, still doesn't have many answers, but Joe Biden doesn't have all the answers either. Now, and he stumbled on the energy question, which is obviously. You know, look, look I'm, I'm not sitting here, you right. know, saying it's Joe, like I said, you know, but whatever. Yeah. You know, as, as, as Corona voice, as Corona cases go up in like 40 states and we're being told for the 150th time by the people in charge that it's right around the corner of being, you know. I think they meant Easter 2021 is what I think they meant when he when they said that in March. But, you know, I'm the idiot in the room. You know, I'm the guy that doesn't get it. I'm the guy who's to this or to that. And I, I don't see where this is, like, Can I, really hard to understand. I want to give one shout-out shout out to a Philly girl. I think she's a Temple girl. Uh, Kristen Welker, who was the – and she's not a girl. She's a, 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 a an, an professional reporter. Who last night moderated the debate? Kristen Wel- uh, debate. Kristen Welker did an incredible job, I thought, and uh, kept kind of what had been a volatile situation. We saw what happened in the first debate, and I thought she did a real good job of the second debate. So it's funny, Kevin. I don't know what the history of debates are. I mean, I know obviously Lincoln Douglas debates, you know, mm-hmm. uh, two hundred ninety years ago. Um, the Kennedy Nixon debates in nineteen sixty apparently. That's where kind of Kennedy wanted if his dad didn't steal it. Depend, you know, depending on if you watch it on television as opposed to listening on radio where Nixon right. got more of an upper head. But it's a right. different world now. Yeah. You, you don't – debates are almost not necessary. I mean, really, other than the fact that you're putting the two people side by side and letting them take whatever kind of sh- – it's almost better, I would think, just to have them just answer questions – as opposed to because they're not really talking to each other in many ways. They're, I mean, they're antagonists. I mean, let's, right. let's figure it you out. Know, Biden stands for something totally different than what Trump stands for. And that's the way America is yeah. in, in any election. 
Um, and I don't know if Trump won in 16 because of the debates. If, if he did something in the debates that, that caused people to sway to him. I don't know that. I, I don't have an answer. But they're almost like they're almost not necessary. I, I mean, at least I think maybe I'm naive. I, like I said, people, I think, are going to I think 95 percent of the people in this country know who they're going to vote for if they haven't already voted. Now, is that 5 percent that might have been swayed last night? Could that turn the election? Sure, I guess. Could. I mean, it's a tight election. Um, that won't be good. No, that won't. All right, let's get to the Eagles. Um, I, I, I just... Let, let's say, again, give credit to Carson Wentz in the fourth quarter for rallying a team down from 10 points down to win that game. Uh, or, well, for 11, the, th- 11 for the third straight, for for the the third third straight, straight week. Yeah, with, right. a, with and a great... did it several times last year in those last four games that they had to win. And he was not good for large portions of the game. He was great on the first drive. Then he kind of was awful. And But I'm starting to blame the play calling more, Mike, than I do maybe the quarterback. I think that the play calling is... I mean, I, the, some of the stuff that Doug ran last night, I'm, I'm shaking my head and wondering what the hell he was thinking. Well, when Carson misses some wide open... Listen, Kevin, here's the problem with all this. And this is what we, and I'm listening to Post Game Live last night. Once again, I got to go to Ray Didinger for my salvation. Because Ray gets it. Ray understands. Why are we evaluating this team week to week to week to week to week about did, did how, you know, they're, they're, they're playing without nine offensive starters mm-hmm. from a team that was maybe at best going to win 10 games this year. Maybe. Why are we sitting here, like, trying to evaluate why the offense sometimes doesn't work? The biggest problem on this team is inconsistency. Uh, they've had a great first half against the Washington, bad second half. Last week, bad first half, good second half against a good team. This time, good start, middle of the game, nothing, great end of the game. You could say I mean, the same to the Pittsburgh game, too. Really. That's fine. So what I'm saying is we're we're trying to make sense of something that you can't make sense of. But we're trying every week because we got nothing better to do. When San Francisco was down all those starters against the Eagles, what did they look like? They looked like crap. So whatever you think the Eagles should look like, they're playing their 10th offensive lineman. And if we expect that Howie should have had a 10th offensive lineman in the fold that can play, then we're nuts. We're stupid. And before the season started, you, me, Jack McCaffrey, most people we talked to, nobody had them winning more than like nine games. So now they're in this horrible division, and they may get some players back. I don't know. Who knows what's going to happen? Um, why are we trying? Why do we sit here and say, well, you know, Doug's play calling and all. You know, maybe Doug oh, can start a certain place. Because they can't protect the quarterback. Well, he's throwing fade routes to a tight end who's never caught a pass in the that National call, Football League. Yes, uh, yes. There are times when Doug leaves you a little bit. On fourth down. And, and, the, and the Carson Wentz two-point play. Yes, I'm with, Kevin, I'm with you. And Carson makes the bad throw into the end zone when he has no business doing that. Okay? and But like Ray said last night, and I think it makes perfect sense. Hey, they won the game. Your quarterback drove you down the field. And Ray's point is, 
The Carson's problem is on some of his throws, his mechanics are horrible. Mm-hmm. His footwork is horrible. Mm-hmm. Now, Ray knows more about this than I do, so I will take Ray. And that when Carson, when it gets frenetic, which it does at the end of games, so Carson's better. The problem is you can't play like that the whole game. You, you, your offensive lineman would be done after a quarter and a half. You know, you can't play that hurry up, let's do this, let's do that. Um, I mean, they look great on the first series coming down the field. But your quarterback took you down the field for the third straight week mm-hmm. and against a bad team, no, no doubt, bad, bad, bad football team. The other two weren't. Throws a pass that is unbelievable after his center takes a stupid 15-yard penalty that you think is going to maybe cost them the game at that point. I mean, so if I'm going to look at it and say Carson did bad things, he did good things, but the good things won the game. I, you know, I, and it ain't going to change. It ain't going to change this week. It ain't going to change until they maybe get some more players back. Well, let's also let's also recap that they are, you know, they'll play obviously next Sunday night against Dallas, but they have ten days to get ready for Dallas. Yeah, and then you'll have fourteen days before your next game after that. Right. Okay. So both games. Yeah, and, and so you're going to play basically one game in the next. 24 days almost. But the frustrating part is that you and I and most people, I mean, you thought it would be close. I thought it could be, but nobody thought they were going to lose to the Giants. The truth of the matter is this team can lose to anybody. Okay? Right. And they've also shown you that they can sometimes play at a higher level. This team has already lost to Washington. Okay? Almost lost to the I would, Giants. I would make the argument their best game of the year was the Steelers game. Probably, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe. But what I'm saying is, why are we judging them week to week as if they're a, as if they're? Well, a, that's the that's the league, Mike. I mean, no, 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 Kevin. But you're not you're missing what I'm saying. I guess it's they're missing nine starters on offense, and we just take it like, okay, they're missing nine starters on offense. They're missing nine star. If the Pittsburgh Steelers were missing nine starters on offense, and had Roethlisberger and somebody playing center. Mm-hmm. Would we expect the Steelers to play well? No. no. We, we, we wouldn't expect any team in the league, I don't care who you are, to play anything. And we're talking about a team that we thought was like a nine-win team. All right. Not and like they were a Super Bowl M- Mike, Mike I, I agree with your basic premise. And you have said, well, you can't expect Howie Roseman to expect his 10th offensive line. You know, yeah, okay? What you can expect Howie Roseman to do. I'll, I'll use the offensive line. He, he put a lot of eggs in the basket of, uh, you know, a Lane Johnson, Lane Johnson, who was coming off an ankle injury last year at the end of the season and who had ankle surgery right before training camp. He counted a lot on Jason Peters going over to tackle uh, or playing guard at 38 years old. He, they didn't really draft offensive line. They haven't drafted offensive line well. Um, you know, can you expect Goddard and Ertz to both get hurt at the same time? No, you can't. Could you have expected Deshaun Jackson to get hurt at some point? Yeah, you probably should have. I mean, Alshon Jeffrey, that, did you expect them? You know, where they screwed up was they kept Alshon Jeffrey in, on the active roster as opposed to putting him on the pup list, and it cost him another player. And, and, and the New York Giants were playing a guy at left tackle last night who was the number four pick in the draft and stunk. All I'm saying is, 
Could Howie have done things different? Obviously. They, they were painted into a place where, yeah, they bought Deshaun back for another year. They bought Peters only only after Brandon went, when Brooks went down. Mm-hmm. Okay, they didn't bring him back until then. Okay, and then Dillard went down. Okay, so I'm just saying is, but you can't expect no matter what they had done. They weren't going to draft five linemen in last year's draft. And even if they did, there's no guarantee that the fifth round draft pick out of Iowa would have came in and been any better than the guy you're playing now. So that's all I'm saying. Okay, and, and I'll give you on the other side of the ball. Forget offense. You could blame Howie for the lack of uh, of linebackers on this team, which allows Daniel Jones to go run. Now, Jones trips himself up, but, I mean, there's no way that quarterback should run 80 yards on you. None. So, so your premise is they should be a better football team. That's your, And I'm not saying you're wrong. We've went over how often they've made bad picks or bad moves. I get that. But they're still a team that's playing with two offensive starters, went down the field twice, 70 yards, 70 yards, in the last five minutes of the game, did it against the Ravens the week before, basically the same thing, and did it the week before that against the Steelers. So what am I supposed to say? I, I don't know what I'm supposed to say here. Like, they should have won those games. They, they should have been. It is what it is. And if they had their full contingent, or close to their full contingent, everybody gets injuries, you know, maybe they'd be better off. I don't know. But I, I just think this notion that, you know, we always go back to, well, if Howie had done this better, if Howie, okay, and if Doug called some plays better, yes, and if Carson threw some passes better, yes. But, you know. You bring up the quarterback. And God help me. Well, no, I'll bring this up. Colin, Colin, Colin Cowherd today. Colin. Talked about the fact that, you know, we see Russell Wilson struggle for a whole game, and then he rallies his team a couple weeks ago against Minnesota and, and leads them on a drive that wins a game, and we go, how incredible Russell Wilson is. Carson Wentz struggles for the whole game, does what he did last night, Okay, and do what he's done the last couple weeks of getting his team back in the fourth quarter. Maybe they don't finish the last two weeks, but this week they do. And we go, boy, Carson Wentz is such a disappointment. And, you know, he had a scramble to beat a bad, you know, and the, the Vikings are the same as the Giants at this point, if you want to look at it. Are we over? Are we over judging the quarterback right now? Kevin, did I not just spend 10 minutes no, telling you, you exactly well, I, that? I understand. No, no. We overjudge everything. And I'm trying to explain to that this. I guess I'm not getting my point across properly then. Carson Wentz ain't Russell Wilson, okay? Russell Wilson has a ring, okay? Russell Wilson is considered one of the best top five quarterbacks in the league. Carson isn't that, may never be that. But I'm just saying, what we, I don't know what we expect. If he had all 11 starters around him and stunk for a half a game, I'd say, hey, Carson, come on, man. You, know, you can't be doing that and making $30 million a year, whatever he makes a year, they're missing nine starters. And he, three straight weeks. Now, the first couple weeks this year, he didn't play well. You know, his second half against Washington, he didn't play well. He threw two bad picks. Cincinnati, he didn't play very well. The Rams Until the last drive, right? Right. And I'm not saying it's all the fault of not having all those guys, but you can't take your running back, your two tight ends, your your – Top two receivers, 
you're playing with a guy who now your best receiver was on the was on the um uh, they signed him three weeks ago mm-hmm. um and 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 he takes him down the field three straight weeks in the fourth quarter for six touchdown drives. Tell me how many quarterbacks in this league in the last three weeks have had six fourth quarter touchdown drives. I don't know, but you're right. And then we say, well, it's Carson Wentz. I don't care anymore. All I care about is do they win or they lose. They have a 60% chance to win the division according to that RPI, BPI, FCI, whatever. You know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. And if they lose that. RPI. Yeah. So, I mean, look, somebody thinks they're the favorite to win the division according to, you know, you know Dallas has an easier schedule on paper the second half of the year. The Eagles have. Three, four division games left. Okay, the odds on them getting to eight wins, they would have to go. Let me see if I got this right now. They would have to go six and three the rest of the year to get to eight, seven, and one. Right. Okay, that ain't probably going to happen. No. So they're probably going to finish with under five hundred. Maybe win the division. What are we complaining about? I mean, what do we? We're talking about like Carson Wentz, like they're an 11 12 win team. They're not. On, they're not. I'm on, sorry. It's, it's on, and he's by far the best quarterback mm, left in this division. Right. I mean, you know, that's not even up for debate, I don't think. On the Fox Bet website, uh, you could do futures for the NFC East. The Eagles are a plus 100. They are in the lead. Uh, if you want to put a futures bet down, Cowboys are plus 120. Uh, Washington. And next, next Sunday's game, I'm guessing, Kevin, will pretty much, like, if the Eagles lose, they're going to be behind the eight ball mm-hmm. because they got to go to Dallas, right? Yeah. If the Eagles win, it puts them in a fairly decent spot. I, I mean, we said this last week. If they get the 4 4 and 1, and I didn't know if they're good, but if they're 4 4 and 1, and maybe getting some bodies back. And you could scrape three wins out of the final seven games. Oh, well, they got Dallas again and Washington again. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and, and um, you know, not every one of those games is unwinnable. You know, there, there's upsets every week in this league. Um, but, yeah, I, I just I, – I, I thought Ray hit, hit it right on the head. Seth came on, was criticizing, you know, the English. Barrett Brooks. Barrett Brooks. Barrett Brooks, Michael. All three of them, and then they went to Ray, and Ray, Ray like looks around, and says, "Guys, <laughs> like, am I missing the?" And then I listened to some of Angelo's show this morning, and it was kind of like the same thing. It's almost like they had two moral victories the last two weeks and a moral loss this week. Yeah, and I, I you know, I understand it's frustrating if you're a fan, but at this point, if you're a fan, I think you have to put all the expectations of how they're going to play away, and just say, did they win the game or lose the game? I do wonder, Mike, and this is a long, longer-term issue, and this is not something that you really shouldn't be thinking here. But the damage, not the damage, but the, the, the way that they're going right now as an organization. You know, you can win a division this year and still think you're on the wrong path. Um, and I think that's pretty clear of what, what's going on here that they're going to have to make some major retoolings here. And you talk about all the all the, 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 the starters that they lost. Well, a lot of the starters they've lost are older. And you're entering cap hell. And 
you really have to look at this as whatever you get out of this team, you better enjoy it now because it, you could be in for a couple of lean years going ahead. Well, I think of coming cap. off the Super Bowl, their attitude was, rightly or wrongly, I'm they're going to try to patch it together and make another run. Yeah. Well, not patch together. I mean, when they came back in 2018, you know, well, a lot of people were assuming Carson was going to be the Carson of the year before when he was still dealing with the knee. Um, you know, and they did make it to the second round of the playoffs. Last year was more of a patch together. Last year when you yeah, go but, get the Jackson, that's a patch together. Right. But everybody liked the Jackson move when yeah. they made it. Nobody criticized that move. You know, nobody was like, oh, that's a bad no. Everybody's like, we're getting the Sean back. Okay, fine. Um, but I think the realization is now that I don't think they're stupid. I don't think they're stupid sometimes as we think they're stupid and they don't see what we see. They understand that this is not what you're aspiring to, even if you win the division and, God forbid, maybe win a playoff game even, anything like that. But the question is, how do you do it? Mm-hmm. If you can't draft Kevin, it doesn't really matter. No, what you and do. that's the biggest problem they have. Right, but that isn't a question that I can fix or you can, like. They can go into the draft thinking they're picking the right guy. No, like, that's one that Jeffrey him. Lurie has to fix. That's not. That's not even on the GM. That's the GM or that's the owner having to look at the situation. And go, okay, why are we drafting this poorly? What can we do to fix this? Well, then you fire Howie. Yeah. I mean, it's very simple. If 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 you think Howie's the problem, then you got to get rid of Howie. I don't think Jeffrey Lurie's getting rid of Howie. That's my take on mm-hmm. it. That, and it seems like most people close to the team seem to think the same way. So, uh, I think the biggest problem they have next year is the salary cap hell that you talk about. Yeah. Because they got a, they're, what are they, 70 million over the, the yeah, whatever. And, 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 and let me give it a small example of, of some of the moves that I think, one of the moves that highlights what their problem is. So, Jake Elliott has been awful as a kicker. Awful. Under yep. 50% from, from 50 and out. Misses the 29-yarder last night. They re-signed Jake Elliott to a big contract about a year ago. And there would be a monster cap hit if they cut Jake Elliott. How you do that with a kicker is beyond me. But when they signed him, Kevin, did anybody sit there and say, bad move? I didn't hear you saying it. I didn't hear me saying it. So... We're real good at retrospecting things and and going back. But it's va- but it's value. It's value of positions. But he was good then. He was one of the best kickers in the league. You should I never thought. have like an eight million dollar cap hit for a kicker. Never. Okay, but what does like the guy on Baltimore make? I'm, I'm just or the guy last night. Does he make a lot of money? I don't know. Like is is Jake Elliott the, the highest paid kicker in the league? I would guess not. No, but so, uh, but it's because the they just did the contract. That's why the cap right. would be. But you're only saying that because he's kicking badly now. If he was twelve for twelve this year, but, but how many? But how many kickers have we seen do that, Mike? But Kevin, what I'm you you, you may you, well, you're, you're, what you're, I'm saying but is, but, like, you're, but you're hindsighting it is what I'm well, saying. But so so, she, so you should have let Elliot go last year and got another. kicker. You can find another okay. kicker, yeah. Okay, that's fine. If that's your stance, that's fine then. I'll live with that. Okay. I mean, they, they, they kick, value certain Kelly. positions. They value certain positions, and uh, they put a specific value on it, and then they don't put a value on others. But you make it sound like no other kicker in the league's making Jake Elliott money. I mean, you make All it right, sound like... No, you, but is Jake Elliott elite like, enough that you don't... that you sign Well, they obviously term. thought he was. 
and now he's not. But what I'm saying is, if like I said, if Jake Elliott, if at the time they did it, I don't think anybody said, Howie, you shouldn't do that. You got to go get a new, another kicker. I mean, you know, I, that's all I'm saying. It's easy. Now, the Alshon thing, nobody thought that was good. Good, no. When it happened, okay, that I'll give you. I'll get, you know, when they did the Alshon. When they guaranteed like, him an extra year, right? was, yeah. But they have so much money tied up in their defensive line. And okay? their quarterback. Well, but every team has their quarterback tied up. That's what happens. You can't get around that, mm-hmm. okay? So you have your quarterback tied up, and that changes everything. It changed Seattle for two or three years uh, until they could kind of retool and figure that out. So, yeah, I mean, their philosophy was we're going to spend a lot of money to have this great defensive line, um, you know, and and that's where a lot of their money went. Um, And obviously they're going to have to figure that out. And how you do it, I don't know that because I'm not the salary cap guru. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I mean they're they're in they're not. It wouldn't seem like they're in a good spot. The best thing they have going for them is the division stinks. How long the division's going to keep stinking, I don't know. Um, but you know, uh, yeah, I, I, I like. I, I mean, does Howie make the draft picks, or are there people under him who make the draft picks? Is it a purely no. Howie thing? I think it's a purely Howie thing. Well, then, then you know what? Then Jeff Lurie's got to get rid of Howie, and that ain't happening. The, so, you right, know, right? The different the the different things. By the way, I'm looking at the, the uh, Elliot contract. Elliot signed a five year. It was a five year, twenty million dollar contract with the Eagles. Okay, including ten million guaranteed. So if they cut him this year, it's seven nine two five. So that's what the cap hit would be. So that's why, to be honest, uh, it would be it would just be devastating if they did that. So that's why. It's yeah, not but when happen. they signed him, he's like twenty five years old. He's one of the better. Yeah, kickers. he is twenty five now. Right. So that's why they signed him to a five year deal. Right. And next year is and next year his salary balloons up to two point five million. And I would suggest that you check out all the other good kickers in the league yeah. and see what kind of contracts they have. And I will bet you that that's in line with what, what good kickers make. And it just so happens now that he's that he's in a slump. Now, does the slump continue? I don't know. Um, I, you know, he missed a 56-yarder by a yard. Um, uh, who knows? That one last night was horrible. I, he'd probably be the first one to tell you it was horrible. Um, but... You know, I'm not going to sit here and kill him for for signing a kicker who was good for three years and was 24 years old. By the I way, by the way, the uh, the cap hit he is the number three in cash for any kicker in the league. Okay, but again, if we were talking about this two years from now, and, and his cap hit kicker, would be 13th. So right, but but that numbers will keep going spot up. Rack. Right. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just look, Kevin. We can sit there and say, I'd say yeah. Do I wish I wasn't paying him? But if, if you want to have a good kicker and you don't want him to leave you and go to another team, this is right. this is what happens. I mean, I'm sure most of the other teams that have good kickers have similar type whatever. Um, to me, he's the least of their problems. Okay. He, he, but he, he is a problem. It is a problem. There's a lot of problems, Kevin. Sure. There's problems that they have no linebackers on this team. Well, that's, that's a problem. Um, Nate Gary's still running. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you know how you know, uh, you know hey, again, Gary. 
Meet Gary. Oh, my God. Meet Gary. I'm watching the Giants last night who spent their, the fourth pick in the draft on some guy that I could have beat to the quarterback. Yeah. So, so you know, it, it's not just the Eagles. It's, it's I thought, you know, when Joe, Joe Douglas was supposed to be this guru guy. Yeah. What's he doing for the Jets? Wow. Well, I mean, he's uh He's what? He's, they stink. They're, they might be the worst team in the league. But he was supposed to be. I, I understand their coach can't coach. But I'm just saying. You know, we hear some teams draft well for whatever reasons that are they or their personnel is good. You know, it seems like the Ravens make a lot of good picks. Um, the Steelers seem like they make good picks. And I'm sure if I talked to a Steeler fan, he would tell me, yeah, but we made these three bad picks here. I don't know. Whatever. I mean, they haven't made the playoffs in a few years. Right. You know, uh, and and it's it's tough trying when you win a Super Bowl to try not to rebuild and keep it together. We saw the Phillies try to do it. You know, and eventually they paid the price. Final question before we move on. And this is a lighthearted question. So take it in the spirit which it's asked. Okay. <laughs> is that like your Tom Snyder laugh there or whatever? Uh, it, was, it was a little Tom Snyder. <laughs> See, some of the people listening to this might would not never get it. No. Look yeah, up Tom Snyder. Uh, the and days that's of the same because Tom Snyder was pretty great journalist, wasn't he? Yeah, with yeah you know, the cigarette smoke flying around on the old yeah, the hairdo, the hairdo, the hair. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is your stance on division championship banners? What do you mean? Should a team hang division championship banners? Um, a team, let's say, like the Eagles, who has won a Super Bowl. I got no problem with that. Okay. Because it's it's an this is why division winners should make the playoffs. You have to have when you start your season, whether it's baseball, it's not so much in basketball. I don't think the divisions in basketball and hockey, well maybe in hockey they do because of the way they structure the play. But I'm just saying, when you start the baseball season, the Phillies' goal should be to win the NL East. Yeah, and I, I would say baseball is different than any other sport. But go ahead. It is. But to me, it's it's look, not a lot. You know, we take it for granted here because the Eagles have won a lot of division championships. There's some teams where division championships are a big deal. Like, you know, I'm sure the Arizona Cardinals don't have a lot of division championships or, um, you know, some other teams. So I have no problem. You know, it's like when, you, when the Sixers would have you go into the um, – you know, Sixers will have their, their championship banner up, and then next to it will be like, uh, I think they have finals banners up, if I'm not Well, mistaken. yeah. If you win a conference championship to go to the finals, you should have a banner. Yeah, but I think a division is okay only in that it's a goal. It's it's, it's When you start the season, okay. you know. Now, should it be the same as, as you know, I, I, I understand what you're saying. It, it's if you not, go 6-9-1, would you feel comfortable hanging a banner up? If I hung all the other banners up, yes. Okay. If if I'm I'm not why am I going to cheapen this one just because it is cheaper? I mean, I, I you know, that would almost be like saying if I won the division going fifteen and one, I should put a bigger banner up. Well, I had people on Twitter last night say they would go out and buy championship like T shirts and hats if they won a division championship. And I I don't get that, but that's me. I now well, I don't get that even in, in a year where you go thirteen and three. So that's not me, but um, I, I got to tell you this for like the hundredth time, Kevin. You got to be careful with Twitter because Twitter is not a representation always of the highest IQs I, floating around the okay. earth. Okay. 
But no, I'm just saying, but you'll you'll say that like, okay, so there's 15 people in Kensington. I'm going to piss everybody in Kensington off now. Yeah, there's 15 <laughs> people in Fishtown that, that are going to go out and get the vision. I, mean, no, fish I have no problem with people getting division. If you take pride in your team and you're a fan, and I have no problem with any of that. The, the, the thing that I find interesting is we as Philadelphia fans always talk of ourselves as being somehow at a higher level. We're bet, you know, and I remember when Jimmy Rollins had that front runner thing and people oh, were nuts. people off. I know. If you see the reaction from this game last night, oh, Philadelphia fans. A 10-minute sweat, a 10-minute swing, right. They don't even know how to react. And to me, if you're a fan, you just have to say we won the game. I didn't like the way we played the whole game. I'm not liking the way this whole season's going. Um, change, you know, I, I, I sure as hell won't like it if next year we're in the same boat, mm-hmm. which we might be. I, but we won the game. I mean, can't you for at least 24 hours? Like, just, you know, I mean, you got a game next week with Dallas, as goofy as it sounds, for the division lead. Yeah. Um, and it's Dallas. And hell, you may you may have the lead before that because there's no guarantee they'll lose. Uh, they'll be the Washington football team this week. It's interesting because w- when we get to our pro picks, which I'm that's doing, a next. game. It is. All right, you ready for the picks? No, but that that won't stop me. All right, here we go. Just find me where you wanna go. Take me to the action. Take me to the track. Take me to a party. If they're betting in the back, I've been working all my life. Can't afford to wait. Let me call my wife so I can tell her I've been late. I want to ease it. All right, so it's our and our weekly football picks, uh, the pro and the colleges. As we, get you may these. have to carry this. I, I, uh, <laughs> do you have any? I, I, Kevin, I we do this every week, and I'm honest to God, I'm being as honest with I can as I can with you. I don't have a feel for anything. I mean, the pros a little bit more because, you know. I, it's kind of right in front of you, right. Uh, it's just, I look at the college games. I'm, I mean, the Big Ten starting this week. Who the hell would bet a Big Ten game? I mean, unless you know something that I don't. Like, you know, unless you. Oh, have, I, I have one on my list. That's fine. But I'm just saying is, how am I supposed to know how Penn State's going to play this week? Really? I, I or, or how Indiana's going to play? For that matter, um, I you know, I don't know. All right, uh, go ahead. You start. Yeah. I don't. I oh, don't well, all right. So we'll start with the college football. And uh, hold on here. There we go. Again, I'm going to throw some games out. I'm not saying that, but I, a quick, a very quick perusal. They are. The it is a very. You quick. give me something, and then I'll go from. All there. right, I'm going to give you the first one, and I I know you hate when you lay double digits. I'm not a big double-digit guy, but, you know. I'll take Alabama. I'll lay the 22 against Tennessee. Alabama does not play a ranked team the rest of the way. Tennessee yeah. Tennessee is among the it's most weird. maddening weird. teams going. Yeah, And Alabama just looks really good. That is on the road, right? That is it is on the road. Yeah. Uh, the over-under on that game, too, is over six, over under 66. Uh, I would take over. And I would yeah, take but Tennessee Alabama. might not score. Yeah, yeah. Hey, look. I'll be honest. I think Alabama could cover about fifty of it on its own. If I said I had a feel for this stuff, I mean, you can look. You can bet Alabama and Clemson every week. Mm-hmm. Are they going to cover every week? No. 
because that's just the law of averages. They're they're not going to cover every week. Um, so I, I just try to stay away from those teams unless I have the one week I think I took Mississippi against them and Mississippi actually covered the 20, whatever the hell it was, 20-some. But that was a Lane Kiffin thing more than an Alabama thing. So, um, okay. I, I got, I'll, I'll just throw The one is, and I don't know if this makes sense, Temple's at Memphis. I actually had that game down too. Okay. That league, every game seems like it's in the 50s. Pretty much, or, mm-hmm. you know, close to. The over-under 70, I think I would lean towards the over in that game. Because Memphis, I think, is Memphis is averaging, like, in the 40s. Temple's put up points um, and hasn't really stopped people. I think that game could get over 70. That wouldn't be a bad pick. I agree with that. Uh, I, I had that down as my considered list, but I'm also going to go here. Uh, LSU. Look, I know it's not the same LSU. Uh, I know that, you know, they have trouble defensively. They've had some COVID troubles. Took a week off last week. They're at home on a Saturday night in Baton Rouge uh, against South Carolina. They will have fans in the stands. Um, and they're laying five and a half. I'll take, I'll take, I don't think that LSU loses to South Carolina at home on a Friday night. So, and the only thing or on I Saturday say- night, excuse me. LSU hasn't shown me much, and I didn't think they were going to show much this year. Just be, yeah, it's just that that's the way it is. South Carolina is not a bad team. No, they're not. And I'm not saying I I I I, I like your reasoning. I, I you know had an extra week to get ready because it wasn't them yeah. who got affected by COVID. It was obviously I, Florida. I just, I, I'm so LSU is just weird to me because I don't know what you know. And South Carolina is coming off a good home win. Mm-hmm. Um, I. I I, I don't know how I feel about that game, but yeah. I mean, does LSU pro- – look, they need to win a game sooner or later over a decent team, and this would seem like it's a good spot, um, but I just I just don't trust them. Um, but yeah, I, yeah. I mean, in a normal – I mean, can you imagine in a normal year, that, that line would be like 12. I mean, probably, I guess. I don't know. Um, okay, I'm going to throw a few out. I'm not saying – these are just games I wrote down, so you can comment, okay. do it. Okay, what do you think about – all, and I like all road teams, which scares me, scares the hell out of me. I hate road teams. But Auburn's giving three and a half at Ole Miss. Auburn's been a disappointment. They're already shouting for Gus Malzone's job. They do that every year. I know, I know. It seems to me that Auburn could win that game. Um, You know, Lane Kiffin, I know he's, he covered against Bama, but, but I'm not saying I would go nut-nut. Right. Uh, Houston is at Navy, giving 14 and a half. I, I kind of like the middies a little bit. I do too. Um, I'll be honest. I think that I think, well, the, Go ahead. I think honestly on that game, I wouldn't be surprised if Navy won outright. Uh, see, I don't know if I can go there because I don't know how good Navy is. Um, Houston's good, but not like Houston, like that we, you know, the Greg Ward Houston. Right. Um, and they're going, you know, look, it's a travel, you know, they're traveling up to Annapolis. Mm-hmm. Um, I would, I would, I would, 14 and a half points at Navy, I think I would take a shot. And this one I'm not sure about, but I'm going to throw it out there anyway. Georgia Tech's at BC giving three and a half. They got beat 76 to seven or whatever by Clemson. Um, but they've played fairly well this year, the G Techs, for the former Temple coach. Uh, I hate BC. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I know you do. 
I just and I don't know why because Adagio is not there anymore, so it doesn't matter. But I think GT laying three and a half could be I, I just, maybe a play. I love I love the fact that you still work at digging on Adagio. Go to Colorado he, State. He, he well, they're not playing this year. Are I, they? No, they're not. That, yeah, no, no, he, no. He, he well, look, I he's an idiot. But that yeah, you know, and, and that whole thing about him bro- breaking all the COVID rules that surprised me like not at all. Uh, um, speaking of let idiots, me ask you about this game. Hold on. I got oh, one. Go ahead. go ahead. Speaking of idiots, uh, Mr. Harbaugh heads to Minneapolis for a game in the t- 30s. And I'm not talking scores. I'm talking temperature-wise with possible snow at TCF Bank Stadium in Minneapolis and Minnesota. Remember, Minnesota's the 20, number 21 in the country. Yes, Minnesota went 11-3 and three last year, I believe. Okay. They have their starting quarterback back in Tanner Morgan. They have a good coach. Wide receiver Rashad Bateman. P.J. Fleck is a hell of a coach. Mm-hmm. How is Michigan a three-and-a-half-point favorite on the road? Because they're Michigan, and then, and then it's a public it's a public team. That's, you know, because Michigan's ranked 16th. They're a little higher in the rankings. You know, I mean, that's... Joe Milton would, is going to start for, uh, for Michigan on Saturday night, national television. I'll take the Gophers. I'll take the three and a half to be in the home dog. Yeah, I, I just, like I said, I'm not in the beat. There was an interesting story in ESPN. I only read like half of it uh, about how this offseason for Minnesota, obviously with the George Floyd situation. Yeah. In, and it was really an interesting story. So, yeah, that could be an emotional game from for Minnesota. Soda. I mean, I can see that. Um, there's one I'm going to throw. I'm not saying I like anybody in this game. I'm just throwing it out. Cincinnati uh, getting two and a half at SMU. Yeah, that was interesting too. I now I know SMU is pretty good. I, I actually like SMU, but Cincinnati's good. I mean, I know it's, a, but they're getting points on the road. Cincinnati does not get points very often in that league. Um, I'm just throwing it out there. I'm not saying I would go. That's probably a pretty good football game. I'm guessing. Yeah. Uh, and the other one I was looking at. Miami's laying 13 and a half at home. This is the one home team against Virginia. I don't think Virginia's that good. I think Miami's pretty decent. I think Miami could 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 that could be like a three touchdown game. And this isn't an official pick because but I know you're going to ask me about it. Uh, the Domers go to Heinz Field on Saturday afternoon. Right. Play Pitt. Pitt. What they what they laying? Nine and a half. See, and they're coming off the game against Louisville. See, that's, that's something I was going. I forgot this when we were talking about the Eagles and how people perceive mm-hmm. the Eagles. And, and uh, it's the same with Notre Dame. I have like a and Penn State. I have a Notre Dame guy, a friend of mine. He's a real big Notre Dame guy. Yeah, he, so you're talking to him. Go like, ahead. He texted me last week as, as the game's going on, and I'm thinking, okay, I, I get it. And he does this all the time when they're not playing as well as he thinks they should be. I'm like, okay. Well, you won the game. Like, okay, okay, I know. You you expected to beat Louisville by 30. You only won by five. I will say but, the one thing that would be concerning is between the Florida State game and the Louisville game, since they came back from the COVID stuff, they have not looked really good. Yeah, okay. And I, I, But I don't think Pitt's... And they've struggled all, against Pitt. They've yeah, struggled against that. Pitt the last that. couple of years. I know. So it's um, either going to go one way or another. Either they're going to lose the game outright. I stay away from... I would I stay away from that outright. I, I what think do you think they, about the I think nit- they, nits? It wouldn't surprise me if in what's the line on that? Uh, I don't think it's real high. Six and a half. Yeah, that's that's. I think that's Penn State. I think Penn State blows them out. 
Yeah, see, I don't know anything about Indiana. I have no... I, Indi- I have, Indiana forced them... It was a one-possession game last year in, in uh, State College. Yeah, I mean... Like, like my tendency would be to lean towards Penn State, not knowing anything about anything. Well, like, like I would losing Michael Parsons hurts. Obviously, Michael Parsons is going to be one of the top five picks in the draft. He's opted out of this season, so right. Yeah, I mean, um, look, I mean, usually the coach up there doesn't lose. Franklin doesn't lose many times to teams he shouldn't lose to. You know, his losses usually come to teams. Yeah, even like the Minnesota loss. Even the Minnesota loss last year wasn't a bad loss. No, and you said Minnesota went eleven and three. Three, right? It's like the um, if I was, if you were going to say to me, I would play a teaser. Here you go, local teaser. Penn State and Notre Dame, tease them down, so Penn State has to just win the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Notre Dame, sort of. I mean, they'd have to win by three. Uh. Take a shot. You know, if you think that they're not going to lose. Right. Uh, now, they're both on the road. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and, and the lines aren't that high, which that surprises me a little, too. Um, you know, yeah, I, I think sometimes I think sometimes we talk about how those lines are inflated because of the local market and the interest that people have, how polarizing they are. There's also times where they became so polarizing that it works the other way and people discount them. So, yeah, you're right. I think. I think well, Notre Dame hasn't played like you just said. Notre Dame the great. last couple of weeks hasn't no. played well. No. So, and you know Pitt will get up for that game because yeah. they always do. But I, I mean, I, I would I be surprised if Notre Dame lost? Yes. Would I be shocked? All right. no, because stuff happens. All know? right, here we go. The National Football League Week Seven on tap, and so there we go. Finally get the music going. All right. Um, strange week. I mean, you have a couple really good games, and you got a lot of dog games because of all the bye weeks. Um, uh, Mr. Kern, do you have a, a pick up front here? Again, I, I, you know, this is like a quick go through one time, and, and uh, I mean, I kind of like, I know I'm going to hate saying this, I kind of like the cowpokes. Uh, getting a that point. line is low. Yeah. Well, because Dallas, look, the last thing anybody saw of Dallas was them losing 38 to 10 at home with Andy Dalton not looking good. Ezekiel laying the ball on the ground. So, yeah, I understand it's Dallas, Washington. It, it's, you know, Dallas is not real good right now. No. I mean, we, we keep thinking, you know, they should be better. I know Dak's out now, I'm, I'm not discounting that. But they haven't suffered massive injuries. I know their offensive line's not real good, and that could be a problem against Washington because that's the one thing Washington does is they have a good front seven. But I got to believe the Cowboys are going to win the game. And maybe I'm nuts, but I would play Dallas. All right, so there, I, you, we talk about overreaction picks, okay? I think here's a classic one. You know, the Packers for four weeks look like a juggernaut. You know, then they go on their bye. Then they go to Tampa last week. They get blown out. Aaron Rodgers looks awful. They have offensive line issues. They're going to Houston this week, and the line's only three and a half. Now, say what you want. Houston's still a one-win team, and Green Bay is a potential, if not the best team in the NFC. Seattle's probably that. You would think Green Bay's in the is probably two at this point. So I'll take the three and a half. I don't see Aaron Rodgers having two bad weeks in a row. Yeah, that was one of my games that I had down too. 
the only thing that scares me a little is the three and a hook, because the, the Texans, hook does the, the hook Texans does scare can me. play with Deshaun Watson, and I think they're a little invigorated with the, the coaching change and and all that. Um, I could, you know, if it gets, especially if it gets into a shootout, mm-hmm. you know, if it's like a 30-27 type game, and you're laying that hook. But I would, Green Bay was one of the teams I had down also, because um, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to lose again. It's just a matter of do they win by more than three and a half. So, yeah. in an NFL slate that's not real great, here's another one though. An interesting game on Sunday night. Um. Actually, that's not the Sunday night game. No, they moved. They moved the Oakland. They moved the Raiders game to um, earlier because of their COVID problems. Oh, okay. Thank you. I they totally threw me for a loop. Yeah. Uh, is that off the board too? I believe well, it's off the I, board. Well, for now, I think it is because for the Raiders linemen, they don't know what their status is. Okay, so that is off the board. Seattle, Seattle, and the Cardinals are is the new Sunday night right. game. Yes. Uh, Seattle's a three and a half point favorite on the road at Arizona. You know, Arizona does a lot of things I like. I just do, and I may be the, I may be the biggest Kyler Murray fan outside of the desert. He's a good player. No, he's he's, he's... And, and, and he can exploit weaknesses in the Seattle defense that I don't think anybody else can. Um, you know, because of his ability to throw and run. They have wide receivers, obviously, in Hopkins and Fitzgerald that can that can make plays. I think Arizona wins this outright. I think that the Seahawks are due for a loss. I'll take the Cardinals. We get the national stage back-to-back weeks. That has to be a first time ever. Uh, yeah. I'll take the Cardinals. Later th- yeah, I, I get the three and a half. I don't love that game either way, but I'd probably lean your way. Uh, again, you're getting the extra hook at home, you know, yeah, uh, I can see that. Um, now, here's one. I don't know why I'm doing this, but oh, I, I love games where all you have to do basically is pick the winner, even though I don't always pick the winner. I think I like Tennessee against Pitt. I go the opposite way. Okay, and that's fine because I, I you can make a case either way. Um, I just like Tennessee. I, I, I don't know. And I like Pittsburgh, too. I, I, I like both teams. I tell you what, Tannehill's playing really well. Uh, and I don't think he's all that. I don't think Derrick Henry's going to go as nuts against Pittsburgh as he went, you know, against some of these yards. In fact, you know what? I'll let you just take Pittsburgh. I, the yeah. more I think about it, I'll just stay away from it because. Yeah, I, I think Pittsburgh's defense. Look, I, I understand you have Tannehill and you have Derrick Henry, and, you know, they post these incredible numbers. Yeah. But I'm going to take a, a Steeler team too. Well, Pittsburgh hasn't played anybody until last week, and I don't know if Cleveland counts as anybody yet either. But there's also an added factor in this, Mike. Pittsburgh was pissed off about what happened when this game was originally scheduled, and all the Tennessee players ended up getting COVID, and the NFL didn't. The NFL didn't cancel that game. I think until Friday of that week, and so. Ben Roethlisberger has been very, very vocal about the fact that, you know, it basically cost him a bye week and all that. I I don't know why, but that little shit always plays with me a little bit. I think Tennessee, yeah, I, think, I, I think, also think, I think Pittsburgh's you, defense is good enough against the run that makes Henry a non-factor in the game. I think, and I they think take Tannehill out. Tea leaves, but Go that's ahead. okay. I, you, you're, that's the way you roll. So I, I'm not, you, you could be right. 
I, I, the one thing that concerns me is I think last week was a big game for Pittsburgh. I think they now really going on the road to, too, right? I think they wanted to beat the Browns into a pulp, and they did. Um, I don't know. I, I like I and again, home field advantage now doesn't mean what it might mean, or you know. Um, so you could be right. Uh, I'm going to throw a couple others out here. You can just tell me what you. I, um, I a little bit. I like the Cleveland's giving three and a half at the Cincy's only because, and I, I'm a big, I, I love what Joe Burrow's done. I can't believe Cleveland's not going to come off that performance and play better, but I wouldn't go nuts. I, like I said, that's just something I was looking at. I kind of, a little bit, I was looking at Carolina getting seven and a half in New Orleans. Didn't they beat the Saints earlier this year? Yeah. Wasn't that one of the upsets? Yes. Okay. It just seems like a lot of points, and especially the Saints receiver's not going to be playing again. Um, I could see Matt not beating him twice, but not losing by more than a touchdown. And would you lay 13 with the Bills at the Jets? Uh, 13? That's the line I got. I got 10 and a half. Well, I, on Parks Casino, when I look at I got 10 and a half right now. Okay. What would you like, 10 and a half? Oh, yeah. If it's 10 and a half, yeah. 13, I'm a little, a little more dicey, but go ahead. See, to me, if, if I'm going to lay the 10 and a half, I, just, I don't know why anything. I got 13. I mean, the Jets are abysmal. Mm-hmm. I mean, as bad as Washington and the Giants are, and they are, um, I mean, and, and, and the one thing I'll say about the Giants I, you know, maybe that guy can coach. We'll find out. You know, he doesn't have Saquon. Um, he needs a left tackle, I think, pretty pretty good. Um, the Eagles could lose a, use a couple of their linebackers, by the way. So they had a couple of good linebackers. Adam Gaze. You want a better? Just, you want a better bet on that game, by the way. Over under forty six. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, you're talking under. Right? I'm taking under. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I don't think the Jets are going to score a lot. I'm not sure that game gets into the 30s. Yeah, but it doesn't have to get into the 30s for you. To, I'm saying, if you think the Jets aren't going to score more than like uh, 10. 10 or 13 or some number like that, then that means Buffalo could score almost 30 mm-hmm. and you'd still get the under. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think that, yeah, I mean, hey, if you really want to get crazy, play a parlay. Play Buffalo laying the ten and a half take, and the under. Take the under, yeah. Yeah, I mean, hey, look, goofier stuff's happened, but um, it's uh, all I know is this: it, there's some bad teams in this league. Um, there's some bad ball, you know. Somebody's, well, that, but that's look. Part of that I think is the COVID. Um, part of it, just part the league. It, it, part of it's the league, but I, I think the no that whole no training camp, like we're used to it. No exhibition games, and 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 you can see it with the injuries. I think even um, it's just and that Thursday night football, Kevin. That's got to go. It's never going to go. <laughs> it's never. I know go. it's never going to go. I, I look, ever. See, here's the thing. You knew that game last night. Even if the Giants and the Eagles were good, that game would have stunk. Yeah, it would have been. And it wasn't the worst game I've seen. I mean, you know, it, it, I mean, there was periods of that game where yeah, it wasn't real good. But then there were periods where the Giants played fairly well, and then there, you know at the end, obviously the Eagles. 
Thursday night football, please. Come on. I uh, I also want to um, alert you to one of my – it's going to be a running trend on this podcast now going forward. The uh, Charles Davis game of the week is Pittsburgh at Tennessee. So bring That's a good game br- br- for Charles. Yeah, good game for Charles. He's the number two yeah. guy now on CBS. So bring your earplugs. All right. Now, wh- what do you think of the uh, World Series situation? Tonight's a huge they're, they're, one. They're going back to Tampa now. Oh, well, no, no. No, no, they're not going back to Tampa. Thank God. You don't want to go back to that ballpark. Yeah, I, I remember the first time I walked in that place for workout day back in 08, and I went, really? They played baseball in this place? Um, I, cover, I covered a bit. Temple played Arizona. In a bowl in One of those made-for-TV made kind of games. Right. I want to say, like, 92... Something the, the guy who got killed in that boat thing by his brother, uh, Williams, um, right? And he changed his name. He was on that team. That's I, I remember that. And I walked in there. This is almost thirty years. Ago, and I looked. I said, "You got to be kidding me!" I said, "This is like the worst place I've ever been in." They've had a Final Four there too. Uh, yeah, and everybody that covered it told me it was the worst one they ever had <laughs> because it's not. Tampa, the, the key to a Final Four is having like a century look, like Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. You can walk everywhere. You, yeah. you know, you, you, yeah, and uh, New Orleans is like that. Um, I'm trying to think of something here. But when you have it in a place where it's not kind of central, it, it, it just stinks because everything becomes. Well, Houston like, was a bunch of shuttle buses usually. Or, right, right. It becomes, it becomes like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know what San Antonio was like because I wasn't there and you weren't there. No. Um, I would imagine San Antonio was was a lot easier because um, that's kind of centrally located too. Uh, when I covered regionals in San Antonio, it was a very good place to cover a regional. Um, but yeah, I, it, it, that I, and they're never going to get a new. I mean, they're never going to build them a new building, right? Um, you know, I keep going back and forth on that. I I, I think probably not. Uh, I don't know if the market can sustain baseball long term. They're talk. They've talked about this goofy plan of splitting the year with Montreal. Oh, oh, please, please, please! I think no. baseball is going to eventually end up in Montreal full time anyway. So I, I will Montreal support it. Yeah, I think Montreal would. Okay, I, I, I think te- they would. The they would teams, need right, Kevin. Nobody remembers. Oh, the Expos were awesome. In, no, in, but the year the year of the strike, right? Ninety four. Ninety four. And the Expos were like Pedro Martinez. Mike, they drew three and a half million fans in the early '80s when when they were playing playing against the Phillies in in '80 and '81. And but who did the '94 team have besides Pedro? I know they had Pedro, Larry Walker, that Ken Walker? Hill. Uh, they had. Uh, uh, was uh, there another good hitter? Guerrero. Uh, Guer- oh, Guerrero. Vlad, Vlad was there. Guerrero yeah, was there. Right. The line of the I'm, Shields. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They. They. Mark Rosalonic. I mean, they. They had a really good team. Vlad Guerrero was a pretty good player. Vlad Guerrero was a really good player. <laughs> I think that may have been Vladdy's rookie year. Um, okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. Did you ever? Did you ever go to J- Jerry Park? I, I did not go to Jerry Park. I was three when Jerry Park closed. Oh, that's right. Because the, when the, after the Olympics in 76, 76 right, they moved they over. Started playing. Okay. I, I, I went as Jerry I went Park. as a kid to Olympic Stadium. Yeah. We did. I we just did. Don't know how if you're Mont- if you're oh, we did Montreal rather. Yeah, if you're Tampa, I just don't know how. But I mean, obviously they're in the World Series this year, so they can compete. Um, how you can play in that? In that, but again, I don't know how you support building a new one and putting all that money. Into if you it. do it, you have to do it on the Tampa side. 
you can't. It's on the same pizza. It's on the same pizza right? side, and the same pizza side is a disaster to get to. You have to okay. do it on the Tampa side of the bay. And, and I'm guessing people probably down, down in the really, channel side really area. Want to do it. Right. Probably in the channel side area where, you know, I'm speaking like, you know, I, we obviously know that area pretty well because of clear water and everything being down there. Um, channel side, which is the main part of downtown in Tampa, would be okay. a pretty good spot. Or out near the airport where the where the football Yeah, because is. the Yankees um, minor league things down is there, down right? there as well. Right. right. And but I mean, the, the thing that's weird is that's such a good area to live. You know, if, if like, like I mean, not all, but like you said, clear water and, and it's so nice down Sarasota, there. Sarasota, yeah. Yeah, but I don't know if people really, uh, like, they, there's so much to do down there. <laughs> well, there's so many transplants, Mike. I mean, you got, yeah, you got, you got yeah, a lot right. of people, you know, there's a ton of Phillies fans who have moved to Clearwater when they retire. Yeah, and, and that's, they're the not necess- Mi- that's the same thing in Miami, right? Like, you got all transplants down there, a plus, lot of them. Plus, the other part is... I don't want to say Tampa is a sleepier town than Miami, but well, I, it, it is. is. I mean, right. I, I mean, there's so much other stuff to do at night in Miami. Well, the west coast of Florida is sleepier than the east coast, right? Yeah. And, okay. And, and there's so much more to do in, t- in Miami on, at night that you don't think about going to Miami. And Orlando wouldn't be like n- nobody cares about Orlando, right? As for a baseball site. Well, or- well, you know, it's funny. The spring trainings have kind of now bridged to either either side. Uh, mm-hmm. You either are on the East Coast or the West Coast. There's very few. Lakeland, I think, is as middle as it gets anymore. I remember when the Royals were in Orlando. Baseball city. Just, right. We're walking baseball, my daughter, right? My daughter was maybe four years old, so that would be 33 years ago. Mm-hmm. Our first year in spring training, we went down the boardwalk and baseball. We, we, and it was awesome. What? It was, it was, it's a big I mean, giant theme up. park. Oh my God! Weep, Kevin, because you know what lines are like at Disney World. Oh yeah, you know, you get whatever. We just took her, and she could go on every ride. Like we said, like we're like, yeah, go. And, and I thought and uh, that I may be a part of the reason it didn't work, Mike. Yeah, <laughs> where did Kansas City go? Where Where are they now? They went they Arizona. Have, Arizona. Yeah. Okay. And, and there's people. You know, it's it's a better draw for people in the Midwest to go to Arizona. Sure. Uh, I mean, sure. look, the, you know, the the Indians and the and the Reds are now in Arizona. The Cubs are in Arizona. The White Sox are in Arizona. So somebody told me there's a lot of Ohio people who live in Arizona. They end up in Arizona, mm-hmm. even though I'm guessing Arizona might not be closer to Ohio than Florida. I mean, it's close. Uh, well, it's- yeah, I mean, Ohio, you go right down 75, and you're in Tampa. I mean, the Reds were right. in, the Reds were in Plant City, which is right outside to the east of Tampa for a long time. Right. Um, I, you know, I think the one thing with Orlando, you mentioned. It's so tough to to commute in that area. Oh God! Oh, that I don't think baseball would ever work. There was a theory that maybe the Rays would try to get inland a little bit and and, and try to siphon the Orlando, like almost like a combined Tampa Orlando area. Right. I four is such a disaster. I just don't think it works. So uh, that's when I was in Orlando about a year, two years ago. I don't know, a couple years ago. I could not believe how bad traffic in Orlando is. I I I I could not believe it's it. bad. I was down. Obviously, I was down there in March before the pandemic, and it was really bad. Yeah, it's just. And, and I did. And I, don't I, I did I, Disney I don't two years ago now. So yeah. yeah. And I don't mean the I like the, the, the ride from from Clearwater to Orlando is easy. You know, you just you go right across. But it's that it's well, you, you hit a little traffic it. around Tampa. But go ahead, it's yeah, not bad. But, but it's not that bad. I mean, you no. can, you know, you can do it. 
And but man, in and everything's a toll road. Like like you pay a toll every two miles. It's it's incredible, and and I one day I said to somebody I said like and they said no it's it's the Disney traffic it's the uh, mm-hmm. you know whatever traffic and and I was like man I I could not well, live I, I I've I I've there. I've mentioned this to my wife um, we've talked about you know look you know I'm late forties she's mid she's you know late twenties because that's my wife uh, and I'm saying that to stay on her good graces uh, but we talked about retirement. And we talked about, you know, if we're going to live in or, you know, we, I would like to go down to the Clearwater area myself. And she is a Disney person. And she would like to go more towards Orlando. And I'm, I'm just not there. I just don't. No. Orlando doesn't you got, do you got You got to fight that one because, and here would be my response, because I, I have a friend who's, whose husband works for Disney. Right. And they're obviously going through some bad things now because, right. you know. Uh, layoffs and, yeah. She gets, you know, I mean, you're a Florida resident. You get a, a get a pass, whatever season right. pass. Well, you get a season's pass for like whatever, and you, you know, and and she goes like once a week. Yeah. Which, and she'll she'll just go and do something, or she'll do. And do. I understand your wife wanting to do that. I, mm-hmm. I'm not, but you could live in Clearwater area and still do and, that, and go over once a month, mm-hmm. you know, or go over once every couple of weeks, or you know, whatever makes you happy. But if see, the choice and, and, is clear. If the choice is Clearwater or Orlando, oh, man. Well, and that's the thing. And, and look, uh, you know, it, you know, it, Clearwater, Clearwater has a lot of benefits. And one of the benefits, strangely to say, is especially if you're over near the beach, it's a little sleepy at night. You know, it's not pulsating with, like, you know, bars until 2 a.m. And, and all that. It can be, it shuts, you know, and if you're a retirement age, you're, you're, you're okay with that. Hey, I'm okay with that before retirement age. I mean, I, I don't, like I said, I'm not, I don't care if there's ever nightlife anywhere. If I want nightlife, I can find nightlife. It's not, you I, know, I never, I never remember you being a nightlife guy. That's me. No, when I was on the road with you guys, I mean, like I, I'd sit up till two o'clock in the morning and I, but I mean, I might be sipping Diet Coke at some point, but I had no problems with any of that. What I'm just saying is I'm not the guy who actively seeks like, um, yeah. Let's go to a club. Let's go. Let's go here. Let's do this. Yeah. I'm. I'm. That's. Well, not we're also me. married and in, in our forties and fifties. Right. But if I want that, I can find it. You know, if I'm in Clearwater and want to, I can go to Frenchies. I can go, there's probably ten or twelve or fifteen places I can go right. to, have a couple drinks. Speaking of Clearwater, um, there's some news today from the Phillies, according to our buddy Jim Salisbury. Uh, the Phillies have informed seven members of their scouting staff they w- will not have their contract renewed when they expire at the end of the month. Yep. Uh, multiple sources have told NBC Sports Philadelphia. The list includes former manager Pete McCannon, Dave Hollins, who was the third baseman on the 93 team, Howie Frailing, who's a Northeast High grad, I believe. I remember that. Yes, that sounds right. Yeah. Uh, Jesse Levis, who I know is a Northeast High grad, Jeff Harris, Mike Garcia, and Chris Nabishu. Um so you got to tell me what does that do to their scouting? Because I, I I don't know. Well, it, it basically, it, they're going to go mainly video and analytics. I mean, that that what this does is it basically just illuminates more of the human factor within the organization. I, I, I think that I think it's part of the problem with the sport. The, the, they, are other teams going to do that also? Other teams have done that. Yeah. Okay. I mean, hey, look, uh, look, the owners. But I don't. I don't like taking. 
emotional intelligence and baseball intelligence out of the mix. I don't. But I, do, you, do you think this is a financial decision because of yeah. the COVID, or is this a decision, this is the way we want to go? Probably both. Um, you know, I think Pete, I'm going off the top of my head here, so don't hold me to this. Pete's contract. Remember McCannon signed a contract with the Phillies his last year? Yeah, uh, they had to keep them. Yeah. Well, so it might have been up, or right. or you know, or he got like a maybe a year extension when he got let go. Mm-hmm. Um, so so that might have been it. Um, but no, I mean this is reflective of an industry wide trend, but this is also probably accelerated by COVID. This is what I I have trouble coming to grips with, and I don't mean to minimize anybody's money. I don't, I don't mean it that way. I understand why Disney lays people off. I, I, I get all that. But if you're John Middleton or anybody, I'm not just picking. I'm not trying to pick on John Middleton. And you're going to lose a hundred million dollars this year if that, if that's the number, okay. And then you're going to do six or seven or eight or nine or ten things to save three million dollars. I'm just throwing a number out there. I don't know if that's true. Don't you? I think what I know where you're going with this. Why? Well, what difference does, does it, it make? make? Right. And and I'm not trying again. I'm not trying to belittle John Middleton or his money. I, I don't mean it that way. Three or four million dollars, and I could be overstating it or understating it. I don't. It, 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 it's real money. I understand that. And, and in today's re- day and age, it's a relief pitcher, maybe, or it's a two two guys on your bench or something. Right. I, I don't know, but it just seems to me that. If if three million dollars is not going to make a difference, Mike, how many guys are going to make fifty grand who are going to get let go out of the regular I offices? I know, I know. And, and I mean, you know, look, and I know a ton of these people because you know you you, you see them in the ballpark and you see them in the dining room, and, and my heart breaks for them because it's not their fault, and it's not really even John Middleton's fault. No, it's not. But, no. But do you need a fully? Uh, I can also understand the business aspect of yep. do you need a fully stocked ticket office if there's no tickets to sell? Yeah. But let, let me ask you this, Kevin. So let's say, let's say next year is affected. Mm-hmm. Okay, let, let's say we're, we're not through this until maybe the end of 2021 or beginning of 22, whatever. And let's say by 2022 or, or even 2023, we're back to normal. John Middleton's making his money. Um, you know, people are going. They to will the never park. bring these staffs back. In see, fall. And that, see and that's that's kind of where I'm going is that you, you know, so down the road you'll be making even more of a profit. Yeah, which is fine, and that's your and advice. that's the wrong end of it. That's the absolute wrong yeah. wrong thing to do. But yeah, let's but, also look in areas like tickets. You're talking automation. I know. Um, I know. You're talking. Public relations, if you end up, you know, look, the Phillies have a, a pretty large public relations staff. Yep. Um, and the amount of media people who are traveling is not as much. Yep. Um, and, and the market has grown smaller in a lot of ways. Do I hope every one of those people survive? Absolutely. I, I love I loved working with them. They're friends in a lot of cases. You know, I've played golf with a couple of them. I've... You know, you eat dinner with them on a nightly basis. I don't want to see anybody lose their job during this. Yep. But am I also realistic to think that there's going to be some people, you know, I can tell you for a fact, there's one person we know that 
you know, we, you know, one person that we've worked with uh, who I don't know what the future holds for people like him. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, it, it, it it's sad. It, it, but this is what I think we're looking at here going I mean, forward. Like I said, I don't know. And I got a story I want to tell you. I don't know what Jim Jackson made or, or Greg Murphy made. or Well, Greg Murphy, we should point out, was a Comcast, Comcast. decision, I, not I, a Phillies I got, decision. I got it. And, and D. Gum was a Comcast. I, I, I get it. And Serena but, Winters was a Comcast, yes. Right. But I just, like, I'm sitting there, if you're looking at your bottom line, and I, I, I guess, and, and if your bottom line is such that, that you're going to be making money again at some point, I mean, we think, we hope, we whatever, but... You've probably made a pretty good profit for for your, 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 the value. You suck up one year, right? Well, I'm just saying is is, is like saving those two salaries. Like, if people, if, if all of a sudden your broadcasts aren't going to be as good, if people are going to say, "Man, I miss Greg Murphy," or mm-hmm. I, "I I miss Jimmy Jackson," uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe people won't miss them. Maybe it'll just go on. They'll get used to it and whatever. But I was I was in um. My, sh- my shop well, right there. Uh, but before, before you go into that, I, I, ha- I talked to a scout this week, okay? And he says, uh, you know, you ask, is this a Phillies issue? And he goes, this is everybody, and this is coming from on high, being the commissioner's office in, in his mind. Okay. A- and his line was, why do you think they're trying to get basically 70 minor league franchises out the door? Because yeah. they could, and then maybe scoop up the rest at pennies on the dollar, so baseball can improve its coffers and its bottom line. Yeah. And and the, the bottom line, I'm guessing, with 70 less minor league teams is the quality of baseball at the major league level will be impacted at some point. At some I mean, point. But, but, but for the business end, you're not paying yeah. as many players, and you're now more likely to get those owners to sell, again, at a cheaper rate to major league, major league baseball, which can run the show any way it wants. Yeah. Goes back to the North Dallas Forty line by Jim Bob, whatever, whatever. Every time they tell me, every time I say it's a game, they tell me it's a business. Mm-hmm. Every time I tell them it's a business, they t- they'll tell me it's a game. It's 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 like they want the best of all worlds. That's and right. I understand they're the power people. They got the money. They got they can do whatever. They want. So I'm in the shop right there. I'm in the deli line, and there's like two people behind it. Well, there's like six people behind the deli counter. But only two of them are working on the people in line. Right. Like the others are cutting, I don't know, for order, whatever. The pre, like the pre, co- uh, the pre sliced and all that problem. So there's yeah. like 10 or 12 of us. And it, it's taking you like a half hour. Now they do have some pre sliced meat, but I like to get it, whatever. And I said to the guy, I said, look, you know, and one woman was complaining. And I just said, man, this is kind of weird. And he, he just looked at me and he goes, I'm just glad I was born when I was born. Because I won't want to let, and basically he was yeah, he's saying this pandemic is so goofy of what it's done and what it's doing. And, and I think even now that we're going into a different phase of it, perhaps mm-hmm. we're getting like, it's been six months, man. Yeah. And, and, and we're looking at maybe in another six months and maybe a worse six months. What was the and term? I don't think, I don't think we can deal with it. I, I, what, what was the term last night used? Dark winter? Real well, dark winter coming, and well, of course, yeah. I've been told that Fauci's a disaster too. Um, so you know, I get. But I'm just saying, if what they're saying is is at least you know partially true or whatever, I mean, what is December and January going to be like? And I don't, 
But you know, I, I mean, could it be that we close that we that we maybe close up again um, around the Christmas season and the holiday season, and and um, or are we just going to have more outbreaks? You know, which will get everybody depressed. I mean, my wife was on a conference call today, Kevin, about their schools. She was on the principals on. She got on. Their school's not ready to reopen. No. Their school's not even close to being ready to reopen. They got something in their school. It's, it's kind of some kind of system where it it, ta- it circulates the air. It's not working. And like the principal said, it may have not been working for five years and we just didn't know or care because there wasn't COVID. And yet there are people that want everything to open. And I'm like, okay, just make it make sense to me. Well, you know, I can just tell you right now today in Phil, uh, today in Pennsylvania, the more COVID cases over the past 24 hours than any other day during the pandemic. Yeah, but it's right around the corner. Yeah. We're, we're right around the corner. We're turning the corner. 2,219 small gatherings, a significant contributor to the surge. Yeah. Uh, previous high was crap. April 8th at 2060. Yeah. Um, and yet, there's tons. You know, and like I said, it's the world we live in. Right. It's the new norm. And until people are getting vaccines, and even that might not be the elixir because, you know, there's going to be controversy surrounding all that. Um, I asked my friend that I'm supposed to go to Ireland with in next summer because we didn't go this summer or last summer. I said, what do you think? And he said, 50-50 at best. Yeah, I would agree. And I'm like, really? Speaking of this, getting back to sports for one second. The NBA has decided December 22nd, according to Shams um, and The Athletic, that they will return on December 22nd to start a 72 game, which is the same number they played this year, uh, regular season. Um, It's kind of bold to think they can get 72 in. And uh, they're talking travel restrictions on some areas, maybe playing double head, like basically having a team play like two... If you're playing a division rival, maybe maybe you cut back on travel by having them play two games, like in two days or three days, and then they move on to another city. Who, and, who is Shams, by the way? Uh, Shams, uh, I I'm butchering his last name. Okay, Karate. no, no, he he's a he's the one of the ultimate insiders on the NBA. Him and he's like he's like Woj. He's Woj, yeah. <laughs> okay, um, it's Shams and Woj, and I would say Mark Stein also is usually okay. pretty good. Look, look, baseball pulled it off. Was the, were, there, were there bumps along the road? Absolutely. Could it have been worse? Sure. But they pulled it off. They're going to pull it off. They're going to play a season. They're going to have a World Series champion. Uh, and the NBA and the NHL did a unbelievable job in a bubble. Um, we see the NFL having issues. By the way, my man um, Boomer Siasen came on today with his minute that he does and basically ripped... That's riveting radio that Boomer yeah. size well, well, it, well, you can tell he's like so far right wing, but that's okay. He's allowed to be that. Mm-hmm. But he said none of the things they predicted have come true about football players, um, giving it to football players on the field. It's all been off the field. I said, well, yeah, but that's because when they, by the time they get on the field, they don't have it. All right. So it's hard to give it to somebody. But anyway, um, can the NFL pull this off? The we'll NBA, you mean. No, the NFL has to finish okay. the season. I mean, they still have a half a season to go in playoffs, and we don't know if the playoffs are going to be in bubbles or whatever they're going to do. Um, yeah, we. I mean, but I would think 
Given what I've seen so far, it can be done. Um, you know, uh, they're obviously going to try. Uh, but yeah, it, it's almost like Kevin. Everything that we live through now, it could change a half hour after I get off the phone with you. Um, so seventy-two games, they would not wait for teams to for fans to be permitted back in league arenas, all league right. arenas. Right. Um, which is, is, but they would still play basically home sites. Uh, discussions among some owners starting as soon as before Christmas Day to take advantage of historically, this is the ESPN story, Prime NBA showcase. Numerous teams contacted by ESPN over the past few days as weren't sure a timeline was feasible and have been pushing for a start on Martin Luther Day, King Day Jr. Martin Luther King Jr. Day weekend. Well, the two days you would look at, obviously Christmas is a big day for the NBA. And so is MLK Day. I I think the Martin Luther King thing makes more sense because you have to have a training camp, right? I mean, and what's that, usually three weeks? Yeah, and the draft is November 18th. Yeah, that that seems kind of, I agree. Well, let me ask you this. Do you think baseball, knowing what you know right now as we sit here Mm -hmm. on October the 23rd or whatever the hell it is, do you think baseball will start spring training when spring training traditionally starts, like in mid-February or late February or whenever that is? Um, that's a great point, and I would say likely not. So then you're saying the season probably can't start on April the 1st? No, I think they would shorten spring training. Oh, okay, okay. Like I don't see them starting on February fourteenth, okay. But I, I, I think they realize that they can go March tenth or March fifth or whatever. Because there's not a schedule out yet, right? No, I mean, there's a schedule. Out. There's a schedule. Oh, there is. Okay. Um, because I was just wondering if baseball might be better off, maybe pushing it back to like the end of April. Now I don't know if they can do that. And play I mean, they season. can do whatever they want at this point. Well, that's true. Yeah, I mean, you're right. Um, yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how these next two or three months play out health-wise in this country. Uh, and, of course, we could have a shift. Of, we could have a, a, a change in the guard. We don't know that. Right. Um, April 1st is opening day, by the way. Yeah. I mean, that. Yeah. I mean, you're right. Training camps, you probably don't need more than three weeks, right? Right. And spring training, see – Spring training is supposed to start the twenty seventh of, of February. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think you get because I don't think you're going to have a ton of tourist dollars coming well, in either. I just found it interesting, Kevin. They canceled a couple things yesterday. Um, didn't the All Star Game or no? Hockey pro- has canceled the Winter Classic and the All Star Game. Right, and that to me, like I'm thinking here, that to me seems like a dramatic step because you're planning. Well, the 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 the. the uh, New Year's is only two months away. The All-Star game's like uh, three and a half months away, something like that. And you're already saying we ain't going to do that, which well, I think is interesting. Well, to, to, th- there's you know. there's a couple factors. One, for uh, Minnesota was supposed to have the Winter Classic. I think if you're a team like the, the Wild and everything, you want to get the most bang for your buck. Sure. And if there's going to be restrictions on how many people can be in a stadium and all that. Right, and, and, right. And so, I got you. Um, that's part one. Part two on on the All Star game, you know they're going to need that time, probably to fit a season in, 
you know, you're going to be cutting corners on trying to, to to get every game in as much as possible. So they won't they won't get that bye week next year. You don't I don't think there'll be a bye week. No. Okay. And, okay. and honestly, they're on a they're on a timeline next year. The NHL's on a timeline next year, in a sense where the uh, remember their main broadcaster is NBC, and NBC in July has the Olympics. So NBC's not going to be able to really right. do what they did this year. Where you know they were happy putting something on in July. Well, do we know August. there's going to be an Olympics? I would think there's going to be an Olympics. Um, I think there's too much money at stake at this point. Uh, but it might not be the Olympics like we're used to having. No, I, I think it could be scaled down. Yeah. Um, yeah. The one thing to keep in mind with the Olympics too, and this is a fascinating thing. The more you think about it, and this actually ties in with the NBA and the NHL. So the NBA really has to have their season done by about 4th of July, maybe the, the second week in, in in July because they're going to have players from the NBA go into the Olympics for the, the basketball competition. And if you're the NHL, you know, you're looking, there's a time, there's going to be a quick turnaround for the Olympics coming up because they're going to go right from 2021 in Tokyo to the Winter Games in 22 in Beijing and the NHL is going to try to shut down for two weeks again to participate in those Olympics to take advantage of the Chinese market. Yeah. So you're talking now schedules. The schedule issues of this year now mount up for next year, and then that trickles into another year. Uh, you're, and you're, le- you're leaving the World Cup in Qatar out. Yeah, which, well. That's not, that's next November. It's, it's no, November well, 22. Right, they're doing it in the winter. Yeah, right, right. Not in twenty one. Twenty two. By then, yeah, by then you should hope that we would be. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, it, look. If the NBA next year had to send players who weren't still playing over, I'm okay with that. Like, you know, you got to do what you got to do. If LeBron can't play in the Olympics, and LeBron can't play in the Olympics, I mean, would the IOC be happy with that? Well, the, you know what? If the NBA season doesn't get over. Till two days before the Olympics starts, what the hell are you going to do? I mean, you're going to say, hey, LeBron, here's your trophy. Here you go. Oh, and, and by the way, get on a plane. You're going to Beijing. Tokyo. I mean, Tokyo. Tokyo. I'm sorry. I mean, come on. I mean, at some point, you got to think of the athletes a little bit. Um, I mean, hell, you could take, if there was eight, the eight teams that didn't make the, the bubble this year, you could probably field an Olympic team off that. I'm well, sure. well, but it's not just the United States Olympic team you're you're looking at too. You're I talking you. about I, I I get you. So if so if um if Porzingis is still playing, you, you know, is it, I mean, it, it's just to me, and maybe I'm underestimating the Olympics. The Olympics should not be the biggest concern. Getting the NBA season, crowning their champions should be the bigger concern. But that's that's me, because I don't care who wins the Olympics. Yeah, you know, the only news at the Olympics is if the U.S. doesn't win it. That and that's a totally fair point, but I also it's business opportunities for them, and that's why they're looking at this, and that's why and you might also want to ask a LeBron James. Well, he he might be too old, but how he feels about if there's still coronavirus at that point, and if there's still issues, how he feels about going to Tokyo. Mm-hmm. Just saying, if you're the like, NHL, are you? If you're the NHL and you spent millions upon millions of dollars to send uh, to send you know to to test for coronavirus in this country, okay, and there's also other log- there's other logistical problems here that these leagues are going to have. 
you know, baseball, we saw that with the way they had the divisional play set up where it was East and East played East, West played West, Central played Central. Well, NHL gets a little more complicated because you have seven teams in Canada who in, right now could not come south of the border. Yeah. And you have, you know, are you going to have a Canadian division? Are you going to have, you know, and have Montreal travel all the way to Vancouver to try to fill out a schedule? I mean, well, you know, again, five tell, times. Tell me, tell me what the health situation is going to be on January the 30th. Yeah. You can't. You can't. I can't. You can't. Trump can't. Biden can't. Uh, Fauci can't. So this is all fluid. Everything is fluid, and you just hope. All right, then I'll ask you the obvious question. What do you think the odds are these leagues? Now, remember, this year they got through it because they were already through. The NBA and the NHL were already through most of their seasons. Right. And it allowed them to go into a bubble on on both cases where it was just finishing up. Could you see a scenario where either league doesn't get going? Uh... No, because if they don't get going, they get, well, you you could play an abbreviated season. Like, you could start in, you know, May and finish in whatever, August, September. Um, if the demand for it was there, you know, if people want to see, and I think they would want to see the NBA. Mm-hmm. I'm not as sure about the NHL, but, you know, so maybe you play a 40-game season or something. I mean... I think they're going to try. I can't see them just saying we're not going to do it. Like, if things are bad in January or bad even into February or March, I, I, I think there will always be contingency plans, kind of like we saw this year. They just kept putting And you're right. They had already played 60 games. So a lot of that. But would fans rather see a 40-game season than no season at all? I, I think in baseball we kind of saw that. Not that everybody embraced the sixty-game season, right? But but once it was, but going, you can't, but you can't do a bubble like you did before because it just the logistics of everything not. and it just it's too much. I'm not sure the players would go for a bubble. No, I don't either. Um, but if the main thing is staying safe, the bubble worked. It did. Um, Could you, know, you see the NFL going to a playoff bubble? Uh, oh, sure. If they can figure it out, I'm not sure the playoff bubble for the NFL might make as much sense as it did for the NBA and the NHL because they did it for the whole season. Right. Um, but you could try, um, I guess. I, you know, I, I just think for the, for the outdoor sports, I'm not sure the bubble works as well. Although I guess for the baseball playoffs, you kind of had to do it because you didn't want some team coming down with too much COVID. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, it's, like I said, Kevin, I, if, if I had the answers, I'd be running the country. Yeah. I don't. Um, or I'd be running one of these leagues. Um, and, and they just kind of, you know, everything. Yeah, Life is an audible, as a wise man once said to me, and it's never been more true than during this. Yeah. Um, and there's things, like you said, like nobody factors the Olympics in except the people that need to factor the Olympics in. You know, I'm sure there's many fans out there that aren't even thinking about the Olympics. But it's a real thing. It's, it's you know, here it is. And I'm sure there's going to be some TV conflicts. Um, You know, you have Wimbledon around that time. If they're playing Wimbledon, you have a British Open at some time. Um, and on and on and on and on. 
All right, so this weekend, it's a weird weekend. No Eagles, but obviously the, the return of the Big Ten. And, uh, you know, we'll be back early next week to break it all down. Um, so big weekend on tap there, Michael, or not? We might go to shore tomorrow. We're thinking it's supposed to be like 70. Last uh, day in the 70s, maybe for the year. Probably. So we may take a little ride. And I think I'm, I'm golfing on Sunday and seeing my grandson. I'm watching football all weekend and football and baseball. We're we're expecting another grandchild now. Congratulations. Yes. And I'm not sure I was supposed to say that, but it's okay. But, um, did you just get a dirty look? No, no, no. Okay. Um, but, uh, so I think that June, I think is the, uh, the, uh, the date, but so, you know, my son's going through a little bit of that now with his wife and, um, uh, I think they're going to find out in a couple weeks, what it, what's uh, what the gender is going to be and um, but yeah, it's it's a little stressful time for him and we may go up and see the uh, see the grandson on Sunday because he can't come down here because he doesn't want to leave his wife because she needs him there. I and we understand that. Um, yeah, for me, it's you know I've, I'm doing a lot of studying this weekend. So. Is no, is well, that's right. You got to go to Bloomsburg. Got to is, Bloomsburg next Thursday, Friday. Is Notre Dame on this? Well, that's a yeah, they're, question. they're ABC. They're on ABC. What time is that? Three thirty. What time's Penn State play? Three thirty. They're on at the same time. Yeah, one's on Fox and one's uh, one's on FS1 and one's uh, on. Okay. Okay. I mean, I wonder if I'll be getting those. I'll be getting those texts from my friend when it when it's like ten seven Notre Dame at halftime. There is one. By the way, there's one other bit of news that happened today that I forgot to bring this to you. Uh, the Army Navy game. Yeah, they're playing at West Point. Going to play at West Point. First time since forty three. Yeah, well, that was that was another. Uh, yeah, this is the biggest crisis since then. So, um, I mean, that makes sense. I mean, it, it probably hurts Philadelphia. Although, if we weren't going to have people there anyway, or not many, I don't know what it would have meant to the city, like yeah. it normally does. You know, it normally brings a lot of money into the city. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that would have necessarily been the case this year. That's why I think they moved it because at least they can have the cadets in the middies. Yeah, um, they they were not going to be able to get the cadets and the middies in under no. the current restrictions. So. Yeah, I, I would think there there does had the to city be a way get to... does the city get an extra game at the back end of it now? I don't. Um, I don't know. I, I you know look. I'm just. I, I can't imagine how many middies and, and cadets do you think come to that game. Probably twenty grand. So that is too many then. Okay, yeah. I, I I was trying to figure. I mean, isn't there a way? Isn't there a way that that they could have? I don't know. Figured out a way to bring five thousand middies and five thousand cadets. Okay, how, how do you tell like the seniors that you, you're not going? Well, then you bring the seniors. You, you 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 tell the seniors. You say, hey, you know the juniors. You can go. You can go next year. Or, you know, I mean, it's like anything else, Kevin. How do they pick out which which seventy five hundred people get to go to the link? Yeah, I know. Um, I know what you're I, saying, but I, I I just don't think that. I was... think it's perfectly fine that they're going up the army. Yeah. I. I I think that's and and and, and I want. I would think that maybe there's a possibility that a return game will be ha- happening at Annapolis anyway at some point. Yeah, so. but I hope it's not next year for the wrong reasons. No, I hope it's for the right reasons. Uh, to be honest with you, I love the idea that they go to the neutral site, whether it's the Meadowlands. It's been there. It's been in Baltimore. Baltimore. Uh, it's been Philly so much. It's California's had a couple of them, I think. Um, but the idea of playing it at Army or Navy, actually, next, I think that's pretty cool. Mike, actually, if I remember right, next year is supposed to be at 
uh, MetLife in New York. And it's okay. actually supposed to be on September 11th to mark the 20th anniversary. Wow. Oh, they weren't going to play it. They're not the playing it late in the year. They're playing it. They, I think the schedule was they were going to play it the first, like the second weekend or third weekend of the season. Well, wow. That's, yeah. I mean, I don't know how, how many people uh, uh, the Army holds. I know Annapolis is what, like 20, 30,000, is it? Like 25, 26. Yeah. Okay. So, but to me, the idea of having it. I mean, I know it's cool when you have the stadium and it's half Navy and half Army. You know, there's nothing better than that either. But just once in a while, maybe every 10 years, you know, you do the home and home thing or something like that. I, I don't know. Maybe that's stupid. You know. Uh, they are hosting it. They actually pushed it back to December 2021. They had considered doing it on uh, on September 11th. but they So now they're not, not going to? to? No. Okay, but it will be December eleventh, twenty twenty. Right. Well, maybe they, maybe there's something else on September eleventh that would make sense. Right. To commemorate that. I mean, look, the schedules are. I mean, I could think of a lot worse things than Notre Dame being there, and Notre Dame playing Army or Notre Dame playing Navy or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. You know, because that that would be an attraction in New York. They love the Irish up there. I don't know. So. Let's just get through. How about we just get through. One then, yeah. this year, yeah, and then we'll figure it out. All right, sir. Thank you very much. Okay, study hard. I will uh, next week. Hopefully, we'll have a guest. Uh, we should point out just with the with the schedule this week with with the crazy week. It, you know, for the, we couldn't get the Eagles guys on. We'll hope to get them on next week. So, our thanks to you for joining us. Our thanks to you for joining us all week. This has been Walking the Beat.